Hey guys, we are here with some housekeeping this morning. Yes, guys, our book club episode where Kristen and I will be chatting about Austin Kleon's Steal Like an Artist will be live and airing on Patreon this Friday, August 3rd. All you have to do is be a $5 member. You can sign up right now at patreon.com slash craftyassfemale and get a whole bunch of other awesome benefits and start chatting with our Discord community. We have a super awesome fun announcement that we have been waiting all summer for. We kind of hinted it. We did. Yeah. If, you've seen, if you've seen the newsletter or the Instagram, you know that the Crafty Ass Female merch shop is now open. <laughs> yes. Our first release of a bunch of a few cute little products with the logo on it, with that cute little booty. Yeah, you can just wrap the podcast, let people know that you're a crafty ass female. It just made sense as our first blast. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited for my stuff to come. You can get t-shirts, yeah. tote bags. So head over to craftyassfemale.threadless.com and you can get some crafty ass female merch yourself. Yeah, so our guest on the show today is Katie Smith from Studio Katie, and she has a few classes on big picture classes, but she just released a new one called Art Journal Prompts. Yeah, and big picture classes is really awesome because you sign up for one price, and if you have never been a big picture classes member, you can sign up for a two-week free trial, and both Amanda and I have classes at big picture. I am I'm so excited to bring to Crafty Ass Female. Katie Smith of Studio Katie. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hey, Katie. Hey. Welcome to Crafty Ass Female. Thanks, guys. Today, we have with us Katie Smith, and she is Studio Katie, for those of you who don't know. Well, Katie Smith's a pretty common name, so you guys have to have to know Studio Katie, a really awesome person, somebody I've known for a really long time, um, back when she was uh, Punk Projects Katie. And now she is Studio Katie, an amazing artist who um, dabbles in like literally every craft on the planet. Um, if there's a craft, she does it. Um, if there's an art, she does it. Her art is super nature inspired. She paints um, galaxies. She paints mountains. She paints animals. She does so many amazing things. And I am super excited to have her on the show today so we can talk about her journey from blogger to artist to teacher. Um, welcome to the show, Katie Smith. Thank you. I need you to like go around introducing me. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. Um, <laughs> that. That could be a side hustle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put that on my resume. I don't. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't needed to hand out a resume in a while. But that's a. That's a pretty good. Pretty good side gig. That was a good intro. Thanks. Um, yeah, so welcome to the show. I'm like really excited to talk to you today because uh, I feel like there's like a core group of ladies who grew up, who like came of age as like bloggers, like, I don't know, it was a long time ago now, mm-hmm. like 10-ish, 8-ish years ago, 
when blogging was like the thing. I started my blog nine years ago. Wow. And um, crafting, like not just doing fine, like, I mean, you do a lot of fine art now. You do a lot of painting. You do a lot of, I mean, gorgeous art. You make like incredible paintings. Guys, you got to like see Katie's paintings. Um, like as we were starting the show, I was um, on on Katie's website, and I just I, you know I got really just entranced by her stuff. So you we're need like, to go Kristen, over. Kristen, we got a show to do. Kristen. Yeah, so he- like <laughs> head over to studiokatie.com as you're listening to the show, and just you know go get entranced by Katie's art. Um, it really is beautiful. So, Katie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Okay, so. As you said, I'm Katie Smith, and I'm 25. I live in Washington, USA now, but the Pacific Northwest, but I grew up in Texas. So I lived there until I was 23, and then I moved up here. Um, Yeah, that's really cool. A lot of your art is very outdoorsy. And Mm -hmm. um, so how has living in Texas and now the Pacific Northwest. How has that um, influenced your art? Um, You know, in Texas, we didn't have mountains, but we still had trees and I loved going hiking and that definitely, I've always been inspired by nature. But then when I moved here to the Pacific Northwest a couple of years ago, like I was extremely inspired by mountains all of a sudden because I was surrounded by them. So that's definitely changed my art a little bit. Mountains are really cool. Like, um, so we grew up in New Jersey on, on the East coast and we moved out to Michigan. Uh, it's really flat here. Like there are no mountains and I never really, like I took the mountains for granted. And when I when we went home, uh, when we when we drove home the first time, and, and again this past summer, it's like there's something really amazing about just these big masses of earth that just aren't going anywhere. I know they're so amazing. I can just stare at them all day and draw them. Um, you do such an amazing job. Uh. What was the inspiration to move from Texas to Washington? Um, what, like, okay. So I lived with my parents at the time. I still do, but my dad lost his job there and he was moving to Washington here for a job. He works at Boeing. So my options were either stay in Texas, which I could have done, but I didn't really know anyone there or move up here with them. And I thought a change of scenery would be nice. So nice. So you're with your parents. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, we're really close. So we're like besties. I love it. Do you have any siblings? One, yeah. One sister. Is she there too? No, she lives in Arizona. Um, okay. So I want to actually bring out our crafty and resourceful questions super early this time because I Do think it. it's going to really flow really well with you so one um two of the questions we ask all of our guests are how are you 
crafty as a creative person and how are you crafty as a resourceful person because on our show we like to think of ourselves as crafty as females not just in the crafty oh we make things with our hands but also crafty as in we can figure things out when we need to so um, how do you think that you're crafty in a creative way? And how do you think that you are crafty in a resourceful way? I kind of feel like the answers are pretty similar in both questions for me. Like crafty in a creative way. I'm obsessed with crafts and art. So I want to try everything. And like I draw, but I also quilt and I crochet and like I also feel like they help each other out. Like my drawing helps out my quilting. And yeah, like I just want to try all the crafts. So I have a question, right? <laughs> have you always been this way? Like since you were a little kid, like um, like in kindergarten, was um, art your favorite class? Um, did you go home and make crafts? Cause like that's how I was as a kid. Like. Um, I don't know if necessarily know if art was my favorite class because I loved everything. Mm -hmm. um, but like, did you do arts and crafts? Yeah, so I was actually homeschooled my entire life. Wow. So, but my mom is a really amazing quilter and she always did like fun crafts with us growing up. So that's definitely influenced me a little bit. What were some of your favorite crafts growing up? Let me think. Like, I would get in trouble for drawing on all my homework. <laughs> but besides drawing, my mom would, like, buy those fun little, like, craft kits. And we would do those, like, all the time. Did you have a Jerry's Autorama by you? No, we didn't. No, maybe that's just a New York thing. But It, it is just a New York thing, so oh. we didn't even have them in Jersey. <laughs> well, the same kind of, like, little crafts my mom used to take me all the time there was the balloon face you would blow up the balloon and then you would have to draw the faces and yeah. stick them on <laughs> like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and then yeah. at Christmas we had like the little styrofoam balls where you put pins in all the sequins yeah, yeah. oh yeah we would make a ton of those <laughs> and um, all those crafts were um like facilitated by your mom or mm -hmm. like to do as part of like the homeschool art kind of like thing yeah sort of yeah <sighs> Because I was when when you when we talked about like when Kristen was like when you were younger and were you always an artist? In my head, I pictured like little first grade Katie like in her a line of her classmates like each one holding up a stick figure <laughs> and you holding up like a girl with a wolf and like amazing like art and like, like do you feel like even in like younger years you were just arting at a, like an excelled level? Yeah, yeah, like. I love my sister to death, but she cannot draw. I'm sorry, Taylor, if you're listening, you can't draw, but I love you. But when we were growing up, like we would each draw something and, you know, hers would be a stick unicorn and mine would be this <laughs> At least you could tell unicorn. it was a unicorn. That's important. Yeah. And mine so would you... be majestic. <laughs> I see. So just from an early age, it was clear that you had some kind of like art inkling. Yeah. And so your mom, who your mom homeschooled you. Mm -hmm. And so how, what did she like, did she notice it? Was it something that you, did she foster it? Yeah, she definitely encouraged me to keep, just stay in the like creative world. Like, like she would buy me books on painting and crafting and stuff. As I got a little bit older, she would buy me like 
I remember this one time she bought me a paint palette and like a one stroke painting flower book. So I thought that was really fun. That would got me into painting. That was like when I was maybe 10. I don't know. Mm. Like even as like a child, not even as a teenager, you were definitely developing your, your art artistry. Mm-hmm. And so when did you start your blog? Cause your blog is the first thing that really, that was the first step on your artist career. Mm-hmm. And so how old were you when you started your blog? So I was, I think, 17 when I started my blog in 2009. That's, I mean, that's young. That's awesome. It's pretty young. Yeah. So the reason I started it was I was a huge fan of Elsie Larson from A Beautiful Mess. Like, I was a total fangirl. I still am, but not quite as much. (laughs) Yeah, no, me too. I still have some of my Love Elsie scrapbook paper that I have not cut. I have a few tiny pieces left. So I took her style school class and I wanted to share my projects from that class on my blog or online somewhere. So I started my blog and being 17 at the time, I named it Punk Projects. Yes, Yes, I totally remember that. So that, um, so what type of projects did you create for that class? Um, That class was really cool. It was like very indie at the time. So I remember there was... There's this really cool stuffed pillow with a pocket for books. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, I remember drawing wood grain onto a piece of fabric and using that as the pocket. Wow. So, like, very indie. Like, just, like, super, we're going to do this thing. Yeah. That's really cool. That was in the Elsie's class? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. So, this is, like old school this, this is was really... old school like really when blogs were first popular and elsie was one of the blogs to read yeah she was yeah. like the it girl mm-hmm. this is and everything i made was inspired by her yeah and so like when you started out and you like posted those pro- like was there a high involved were you just like i just want to share did it feel like you kind of knew what you were doing or was it just strictly like now I have a blog, I make stuff, here's what I make. Like, was that always what it was and then it transformed? Um, it didn't start out as me trying to make it a business or mm-hmm. anything like that. It was just me wanting to post my artwork online somewhere so that my friends could see it and I could share a link to it on, like, the LC Style School blog. Mm-hmm. Like, you can share your projects there and stuff. So I didn't have any, like, big ideas for my blog. I just wanted to share my projects. So for a while, it was just sharing projects. And then can you remember the time where it kind of took a turn or like you started to think about it differently? Yeah, I had like back in old school blog days, we had these little, you might remember this, we had these little counters on the sidebar and I got 100 followers. (laughs) So I actually, I started doing like tutorials and stuff when I hit that. So you're like a hundred people are subscribed to me, right? It was like RSS, right? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so you're like a hundred people enough want to check in every day what I'm doing that if I made a class, I feel like a good portion of them would sign up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what was, so what was your first class? So I actually, like I posted some just tutorial like posts on my blog, but then my sister and I, she helped me out because she was, she was only two years older than me. So we made, and this is very inspired by Elsie and Style School, we made a Camp Indie online class. 
and it just had all sorts of like craft projects and it's sort of inspired by like scout camp or girl scouts or things like that that's really cool so what what was in that class oh gosh i don't even remember <laughs> that's like in 2010 but it was like a handful of projects that when you signed up like you could make all these things yeah that's mm. really cool and that's no that's so it's so much fun to think about the things that like we did back then and like the things that we're doing now and how like so we've been talking a lot lately about like social media and how mainstream I think is the word right and how right, right and how how this. we're all feeling a little bit of like a, a a disconnect on social media lately like we're trying to connect but it's not really there and missing that connection that we had back in those old school blog days we're like yeah we're all making this same project and we want to create a blog so that we can link up our projects because uh -huh. that's where we're getting that connection where we're all doing like like exactly why you made that class like I want to I want to make yeah. something so that everyone else can make this thing that I made yeah because that's connection yeah now it's just so overwhelming because there's just so much content on social media and it, right. it's just everywhere right but the nice thing with those classes were like I don't know like you could just meet a few people in that class and you'd all be making the same thing and and the connection was so strong. Everyone that was there, you were able to really, like, bond with, I feel, even over the screen. And that's mm -hmm. what you're trying to talk about, Kristen, right? We're like, now yeah. it's so, we, we're we doing the same thing. We're creating classes online, but it doesn't have sometimes that same, like, community feel. But then something like that initial class, that indie class that you made, or like Elsie's class, like, 10 years, 9 years ago, I just feel like, again, like, because making classes on the internet wasn't a mainstream thing people did, like, it just felt raw and real yeah. and, like, yeah. pioneering. And, like, that's what we talk about this a lot, like, me and Kristen, about how, like, once something becomes mainstream, it loses its fervor. So, yeah. like, yeah. So, like, just the idea of, like, 2010, you put out a class, you're making all these connections with the few people that sign up, but they're real connections. Uh -huh. And then so you would consider that class like a success. Oh, yeah. 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 And then so from there, there just came more classes and like more blog content. And then you felt like, like, because then like now, fast forward nine years, you have Studio Katie, your website. And it's, you know, probably not that same, like, it's important and you've grown as an artist, but it's not that same guttural no, it's yeah. definitely changed. <laughs> so, like, how did it jump? Like, what were kind of the, the, the key checkpoints in between? Oh, let me think. Like, I continued on with punk projects until this past year. So, punk projects, like, it grew. I put out a couple of more, like, mini classes, like Camp Indie. I did a geek class and... I think there was another, but I forgot what it was. Um, like those were just like mini classes through my original punk projects blog. And then I was joining a whole bunch of scrapbooking design teams. And that started where I started working with companies to do art was through scrapbooking design teams. I think my first design team was, oh, you're asking hard questions. Give me just a second. 
it's so fun. Like when you try and think like, what has been my creative timeline? And you're just like, wow, like 10 years of a creative timeline is a lot of stuff crammed in. If you hadn't have asked, I could have told you. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. So some of my first design teams were like, I was part of Faber-Castell's design team. They make like the gelatos and like the more mixed media stuff. And I know there was um, Hazel and Ruby, which they were a fun company to work for as well. And there was also a stamping company like um, Paper Wings Productions. So it was just a mix, really. What kind of things were you doing for these design teams? What kind of projects were you making? Um, For the most part, back then, it was just cards and scrapbook layouts. Like, that's sort of where my blog started. Like, I did crafts, too, like, for Style School and Camp Indie. But when I was working for the companies, I was just doing scrapbooking, really. So this was, like, at the height of when scrapbooking was big in the crafting industry. You were on these design teams Mm -hmm. and making cards and scrapbooks. Yeah, and I was in, like, creating keepsakes. I was on their forums all the time, and I actually was in their, like, teen talent contest. Like, I was one of the top runner-ups. That's awesome. I was, awesome. like, 18 or 19, and I won this huge scrapbooking prize from them. I was just so excited to win. <laughs> Fun! Yeah, so then after the scrapbooking companies, like... I, well, I mean, I kept on with some scrapbooking design teams for a while. Like, I was on your team for a little bit, Kristen. Yeah, no, we had a great time. I loved working with you. And then I joined Tombow's brand ambassador program um, three years ago, I think. And so I worked with them as a brand ambassador for a year. And then they asked me to join their, like, actual paid design team a couple of years ago. And that's an and, awesome opportunity. You make amazing yeah. things for them. I, love- I was really excited to join that team. And to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big topic on here. Like actually getting paid to work for a company. Yes. Not just free product, but yes. money. Yeah, that's that's something that we've we've talked about a lot is, you know, getting compensated in product is one thing, but actually getting paid for the art that you're making, the time that you're using to make that art and then the content that you're producing you know in addition to the art which is you know yeah maybe we should talk about this in the after chatter i don't know but Mm -hmm. i've started deciding for myself that i don't work for free anymore like i deserve to actually be paid for my work right you absolutely deserve to actually be paid for your work you are an adult woman who this is your job like yeah is exactly so the past couple of years my mindset on that has changed a little bit and I don't work for free anymore was there something that like like kicked that off or was it just a general like hey wait a minute yeah <laughs> like, it, it was, was basically like, like I'm tired of working like I love free product you guys but I also oh. have to I have to pay bills too I have mm. to I need money to live guys. <laughs> <laughs> we have to live somehow <laughs> Right. It's not like everyone just has a magical, like, place to live. <laughs> everyone just has magical food to eat. Everyone just has magical, like, health care. Artists deserve to get paid just as much as anyone else who works. Exactly. I think that's really the bottom line. Artists yeah. deserve to get paid just as much as anyone else. Because especially, like, your kind of art 
slash any kind of art, right? That was a weird way to start that sentence. But anyway, I feel like you have to make it and show it so that people can know you're an artist. Unlike other services where if you don't pay me, then I can show. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like for a lot of other services and products, you have to pay first in order to see what the person has to offer. Like, mm -hmm. but with art, you have to show first. I feel like you can't be like, I'm an yeah. artist, pay me, and then I'll show you. Like, you can't do that. Like, you have to give what you got out and then cross your fingers for something to come back. Like, I just, I feel like that's a major part in this is that, yeah, yeah, that you have to show all you got. And, yeah. you know, we're reading uh, Steal Like an Artist and Show Your Work and Austin Cleon. And I feel like you have to show, yeah, I made my point already, but you know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, that's a so, major challenge. Yeah, definitely. Along the way on my blog, like I've tried a few different ways to make money. Like I had an Etsy shop for a while, like, and that actually did pretty good. Like I was selling custom painted shoes. Wow. Yeah, that yeah, was you made Star Trek shoes that were amazing. I made all sorts of shoes. <laughs> I remember the Star Trek ones. Oh, I love them. Yeah, like I was I'm still a nerd, but then I was really nerdy and I just I painted all the shoes. But then I started reading things about some Etsy sellers getting sued by Disney and companies for mm. for painting like licensed characters and Oh Disney god, Disney. Or, I know, like <laughs> I did some minion shoes. I was like, oh, I'm afraid. Like, I don't want to make more minion shoes because I don't want to take the chance. Ah, oh, it's just, that's a challenge. Yeah. So I eventually stopped doing the custom shoes and moved more working towards with companies like Tombow and stuff. That, that makes sense. It does. Because, again, why take the chance? Yeah. Even if it is art that you, like, love making and, yeah, like, yes. People should be paying you for it because it is work. It's hard to put it out there on the internet and be like, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And so like something like Etsy is a, I'm making this good for this website and people are going to pay me for this good. So that's like kind of like an un easily understandable exchange of product yeah. and money. So now that we are not on Etsy and it's not good, you know, payment for a good now it's art. So like how, so now how with all this art and all this artsy stuff you got in you, how are you getting paid for that now? So like it, it takes what form now? Yeah, there's a, I still have a couple of different like forms for getting paid as an artist. Like I have my design teams that I do get paid for, like Tombow and Walnut Hollow. They both pay me. And then I, um, I sell my art. Like I do paintings and I, I have original paintings and prints up on my website mm. and, but I also do like freelance paintings. So someone tells me they want a custom portrait of their daughters. Mm -hmm. I'll paint that for them, but I make them pay up front mm -hmm. because I'm like, I'm not going to do this and have you tell me you've changed your mind. Yeah. I'm putting the work into it. I deserve to get paid. Absolutely. And what are you going to do with a custom painting of someone's kids? Exactly. <laughs> can't possibly sell that to yeah. someone else. It might else. be different if it was a custom galaxy painting or something. Right. But someone's kids, I can't resell that. Right. So, no. And I mean, you've put so much work into your art. You've proven yourself as an, like, an artist. It's not like you, you, yeah. people don't know what they're paying for. People know exactly what they're paying for when they commission you to do a piece. Mm -hmm. right. And thankfully, I've never had anyone back out like that. Mm -hmm. So 
it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> and do you feel, because you were saying you were um, Punk Projects Katie, that was called, right? So cute. Yeah. Um, and so you were that up until when? Like a, a year ago, you said? when you um, were... I changed my Instagram username to Studio Katie last September. Mm. So it's actually funny. I was visiting my sister at the time. And I was telling her that punk projects just didn't really seem to fit me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like I needed a rebrand, mm -hmm. but it was so overwhelming trying to choose a new name. And I also knew it would be overwhelming to change my website. Right. Like, especially since I wanted to change from blogger to WordPress. Right. Because that felt more legit and official. And I was just somewhat tired of blogger. Mm -hmm. So I was visiting her and so we were bouncing like name ideas back and forth and we came up with Studio Katie, which I really liked, but I was still hesitant about actually changing it. So while I was visiting her, she made me change my Instagram username. She's like, do it right now or you're not going to do it. Yeah. That's she's a bossy. Are for. I love her, but she's bossy and she's like, do it. Well, it was the bossy came in handy that day. Yeah. It did. She sounds, she sounds exactly like an older sister. Yeah. And you said yes. you guys are like two years apart? Yeah, so we're really close. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but then that change, that rebrand, because I feel like that could have been, I don't know if it was, but that could have been like, listen, I need this new rebrand because I've upped the level. I upped yeah. my game a little bit, right? And then with the upping of the game and the rebrand and the establishing yourself in a more clearer way, like Kristen's saying, people know what they're getting. Like then, because then you yeah. feel you yeah. you up the level. So yeah, so they should pay for that level upping. I definitely <laughs> agree. Like I feel like I've up the level. My website looks much much better now, thanks to my friend Kaylee Gray. She helped me design mm -hmm. it and everything. So I feel like now that I have a portfolio on my website, which I didn't for. I mean, I had blog posts, but now I have a gallery portfolio like showing my different types of art and stuff. Right. I feel like that has helped me like feel more legit and with a new name, I feel more leveled up. Like I feel like I'm allowed to ask for more money now. Yes. Yes. Like, before I didn't feel like my brand was, I don't know, legit enough. It yes. was, even and though I've been blocking for seven years, it didn't feel like it was enough. Right. And it was just the organic right time. And I think for our listeners who maybe feel like, wow, I'm, I make all this art. I share it on Instagram. People seem to like it. Like, why aren't I getting paid for this? Like, sometimes it really is just the mindset of like, all right, let's level up this a little bit. And it's just like making a website or like changing your handle or like, again, like it's probably in reach for people, for our listeners, for the other yeah. crafty ass females out there, like who do make stuff. Even if it's, I always think of like my planner community, right? Cause that's where mm -hmm. I came from and I love them. But same, if you're you're making all this content, but it isn't living anywhere or you're not establishing yourself as like, hey, I make planner things. Check out my planner. Like, you know, it's just a matter of like um, grouping together your, your stock. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that was, yeah. that was a name change, like to something mm -hmm. that fit me and my art much better. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, I think sometimes we all need to do that a little bit, even if it's not in our art, even if it's, not, if it's, I need to do this all the time with my house. Mm -hmm. Like I need to change how things are in my house so that they fit my workflow better. Yeah. And yeah. so that things flow out of me better. Like I reorganize yeah. my studio all the time. Yeah. And like after you changed 
your name and your handle, like, I feel like you, your art leveled up. And I don't know if it's your art specifically, or if it was the way that your art was p- appearing publicly. Right, being mm-hmm. shared now. And I think, I think that that's, all. right, and I think that that's a, a, a testament to the way that you can see yourself and the way that you can put yourself out in the world. Yeah, definitely. And it's such a, like, it's, it's such a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, putting yourself out there for other people, like, to consume mm-hmm. is such a hard thing to do. And when you have a clear vision of who you are as that public person, putting this stuff out there becomes so much easier. Yeah, no, I agree. And in this, being on the internet actually helps me, like, having a web-based business, because I'm extremely introverted and I get social anxiety Mm -hmm. being out. Like I tried to do a craft fair once and I decided I didn't do those. Mm. What was that experience like? Like, I mean, I had my sister there with me because she's the extrovert. Yeah. And so (laughs) she was the one that would talk to people. (laughs) And, but still, I just, I didn't like having the people come up to me and talk to me about my art. Like, (laughs) It's totally different for me online. I can talk all day about my art and text online. Right. But in person, I do not have the same confidence. Wow. That's good to know, though. It's good to be aware. And then you can, again, like situation. Yeah, so yourself. I use my strengths online. Right. I make all of my money through the internet. And that's... I don't like doing things in person. Which is great. Like, knowing yes. what you're good at. And knowing where you can thrive is amazing. Mm-hmm. And Essential. Um, like leveraging that. Leveraging where you can be your best you. I, who can ask for more? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I hate leaving the house. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's just, it's so like... Dealing with people is exhausting. Like, I like being around people in short bursts, yeah, especially short bursts. if I, I know that it's not going to be, like, emotionally fraught situations. I love them. Like, I love being around people and their emotions and taking that all in, but in short bursts. Mm-hmm. But, like, things like craft fairs and, like large groups of people that's really difficult Mm -hmm. and the ability to like do business online and be able to come in and go out when you need to and just concentrate on becoming a better artist Mm -hmm. and like honing your skills that's the ability to do that is really cool yeah i'm really extremely thankful that i can do this like I will, I will work ahead on projects for like a week or two so that I have, like I have all my design team work and my custom work done for a week or two. And then I just have to like post things on Instagram once a day or every couple of days, like just five minutes on my phone. Right. And then I can just take a week off if I want. Like I'll either like go visit family in Colorado or Arizona or I will just spend the week outside reading or painting or like experimenting with art techniques, but staying away from like people and the 
online world, really. Yeah, taking that break is like absolutely Yeah, and then essential. I feel refreshed when I do come back to it. Right. Um, so like, what are the things that you've done over the years to grow as an artist? Because your art has consistently gotten better and better mm-hmm. and better and better. Um, well, I know, I know one thing is that, um, you love Bob Ross. So how much Bob Ross have you watched? <laughs> I've actually watched quite a bit of Bob Ross. Like <laughs> my idea of a wild Friday night is watching Bob Ross painting, drinking tea. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like a fantastic Friday night to me. Um, actually I had a friend over for dinner on Saturday night. We had dinner and we we're like, Oh, what should we watch? Um, and we put on Twitch and we streamed uh, the Bob Ross channel and it just goes <laughs> on and on and on and it was amazing. Um, there's actually... For our listeners, just so you know, Katie's wearing a painter's gonna paint shirt with Bob Ross's head oh, on yeah. it. And this <laughs> is not the only Bob job. Ross shirt I own, by the way. Of course not. <laughs> um, yeah, also, do you have the Bob Ross board game? If not, no. you should get it. It's really good. We played it on Saturday night while we were watching Bob Ross, and it's fantastic. Like, it is Actually, a really good game. <laughs> I had a friend message me a picture of it the other day, and she's like, have you seen this? I'm like, I don't have it yet, but it looks amazing. It's like, as someone who plays, like, board games on a regular basis, I guess, mm-hmm. this is a very good game. <laughs> so like aside from the fact that it has Bob Ross and you like move the little Bob Ross along the paintings oh. on the easel. Oh, it isn't like Bob Ross Monopoly? No, no. It's, it's like Bob Ross game. Yeah, and you like use different <laughs> colored cards to like paint different paintings along with Bob and oh, you move along the Bob yeah. track and like you have chill cards and it's it is so cool. It is such a good game. It's like it's a great game. So, I don't really want it. <laughs> you, like, you need to have it. My sister got it for us for Christmas. Um, so if anyone needs any activities, buy the Bob Ross board game and watch Bob Ross on Twitch because like everything matches up. The little card colors are the exact colors he uses. And then you hear him talk about, oh my God, sap green. And then there's sap green card. And it just, it's... My mom used to put my sister and I to sleep to him like just turn him on when we were little and like happy little trees would put us to sleep <laughs> and when you think about it like Bob Ross is very similar you know okay stay with me here to uh Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers right like the same sweet guy mellow I mean, tone that's true but as a kid Mr. Rogers creeped me out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't like him. Me neither. There was something in my little girl brain. It was like, this guy is way too mellow for me. Like, he's not a dancing puppet. Yeah, so how did you, How? what are the things that you've done to grow your artistry? Okay, well, people ask me this occasionally, and I don't think they ever like my answer. But my answer is just to practice. You have to practice a lot. Like, every day, practice. Like, right now, I'm trying to learn, like, how to oil paint. Oil paints are a totally new medium for me. I've only been using them since January. And so what I'm doing is I'm just trying to paint like, I don't do it every day because I also have so many other creative hobbies that I want to do. But for oil painting, I'm trying to paint at least once a week. Like just get out my oil paints and either work on a canvas or just practice something once a week. 
And for hand lettering, I did the same thing. Like I would practice a little bit every day. Like you have to practice what you want to learn, like consistently. You can't just pick it up once every few months and think you're going to get better. That like, makes, well, but yeah, right. That makes complete sense. And people don't really like that answer. I don't think because you have to put the time into it to get better. Right. You're not going to get better unless you do Like, it. I can't give you one magic trick that is going to make you better. Right. You have to actually put the time in and practice your work. This reminds me of what we talked about with Brandy Kincaid, where we had this whole trying conversation, right? Because I think there's a difference between practicing and trying. And when you talk about practicing, I think like you as an artist who obviously loves painting and obviously loves lettering and like you love this stuff and mm -hmm. to practice means I'm not gonna get down on myself if I can't get it because I no. can do other things and I'm going to do my honed art but you're also practicing as like pushing yourself very slowly on the yeah. level meter right you like are wanna... going to make bad art even yes. if you're practicing while you're learning you're still gonna make bad art yes like... and I yeah you have to keep going at it to grow it and make it better art. Like you have to keep practicing. Which is different than trying because I feel like trying is like, Ooh, let me try my hand at this new thing. And you then, tried it once. Yeah. You either tried it once or like you want to get good at it in a week. Like that's yeah. not practicing. Like practicing is I love this umbrella activity and I'm going to slowly inch my way every day, little by little to, to, to furthering it as opposed to, let's take on this new thing and try it. And in a week I'll be an expert letterer and did it. Like, I think that's the difference. Yeah. I think that people get that mixed up. They think, Oh, if I practice lettering for a week, I should be able to letter. <laughs> like, it's not true. Yeah. And I think it kind of like, I liked what Katie said earlier about how all of her crafts and the way that she was uh, resourceful, all of her different arts complement each other. Mm -hmm. And when you're practicing, that's one of the things that you recognize is like, oh, well, the way to inch forward is I know that, like, this isn't working for me, but I can try this because of this other craft thing that I know in this. Whereas, like, if you're just trying, it's almost like that brute force thing where you're mm -hmm. just trying to, like, you know, push a car up a hill that you're just never going to do. Well, I tried instead of, like, going and reading a manual and realizing that, you know, the emergency brake is still on. But practice, you hear, I think you hear this a lot from musicians, and I think musicians say the exact same thing. How do you get better at, you know, playing the guitar? How do you get better at playing the, the, the bass? Well, you go... You play it. You right, do you, it. You just do. It doesn't matter, like, what... You take your, your, your sheet music and you go in, in the closet and you play it for eight hours a day. You just, yeah. mm -hmm. this is what you do. And then you, you see what you're doing, and then you try to improve on the one that you did. And I think practicing comes from this organic place. Like, whether you're playing an instrument or pay, like, it, it's coming from a place of, I love this thing, and I know this, mm -hmm. so let's practice it and get better. As opposed to trying, where you're trying to see if you love this thing. Even if that. you think you're not any good at it, if you think what you're making is bad art, if you love and enjoy doing it, just keep doing it. You will get better. Right. Yeah. I think that's okay. that's the main thing is that if you if it comes from like if it comes from I know oh my god this is one of the hard things about a podcast is that I talk <laughs> with my hands so much <laughs> that like I want to say it comes from in here and I'm pointing to my chest <laughs> from my heart so like if it comes from if 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 what you're doing comes from inside you inside your soul 
you will move forward. Whereas like if what you're doing comes from just your hands, where it's a tactile thing to like just kind of keep your hands busy, Mm -hmm. then that's just doing. And sometimes we need to have things to just do. Yeah, definitely. I know, um, I know we're like, we're getting in a weird conversation, but like, I think it's kind of important, an important distinction for us sometimes. Um, I know for me, like when I'm feeling anxious, one of my best anxiety relief methods is to just make something with my hands. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when I watch the last season of Game of Thrones, uh, I know, I pronounced that weird, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, uh, It made me so nervous because I thought all of my favorite characters were going to die, which, you know, everyone (laughs) just dies on the show, so it doesn't even matter. But it made me so nervous to watch the show that I needed to be doing something with my hands so that I wasn't, like, scratching them or whatever or just, like, being a, in just all up in my head about it. So I um, I cut out the letters of the episode name of the show. <laughs> and sure, like, I got a little bit better at it each week, but I wasn't doing it to, like, practice cutting out letters because I don't really yeah. care about cutting right. out letters. But it felt good. And, like, mm-hmm. it's okay to do things that feel good. But as a person who's f- interested in furthering herself as an artist, it's more of a practice kind of routine. So do you have like a daily routine? Does it vary? And then how much of each craft do you do, you do make your way into your week? Is like one the overwhelming craft like painting and then you dabble in other stuff? Or yeah, that was a lot so, of questions. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't have a routine like I don't say I'm going to paint for three hours right. and then I'm going to work on freelancing projects for the rest of the day. Like I don't have a set hourly schedule of my days at all. So usually I just, I have a to-do list of things I need to work on that week. Like if I have a custom painting or like my projects for Tombow, like I have a list of those of when they're due and when I need to get them done. So my days, like usually Mondays and Tuesdays are when I do like the things I need to do. Like I've got to get these done. And then the rest of the week, I am just, like, I'm free to work on, like, my paintings that I'm planning to sell or anything like that. And it is a little bit hard as a creative who wants to do all of the things. I want to do all the crafts, so it's hard to choose which one to do. It really is. So usually it's just whichever one I'm currently either in the middle of Like I have a painting going back here behind me that I've been working on this week. Or I have a collab art journal that I'm working on that I want to finish. Or like your 100 days project. Or yeah, Yeah. my 100 day project, which I have been doing not every 100 days, but every couple of days I like to try and catch up because I've fallen behind. And there are 100 postcards, right? Yeah, there are 100 like mini paintings in my Yeah, like, I am thankful to have a pretty free schedule that I can work with. So on the weekends, I don't really work on projects. But then during the week, I, like, I work on whatever I want to, really, as I said. So it's it's definitely hard to choose between my different creative hobbies. Like, but I somehow managed to choose. Yeah. And so, like, when did, like, early on, we talked about that first class you created. So it's always seemed that, like, you've had an inkling to teach or, like, you want to create these 
like little classes for people and show people how to do stuff. So like now you have a few that people can sign up for. Mm-hmm. And so like how did the idea for each one come about? Was it like, oh, I'm doing this thing. People are responding. Let me show them how I do it. Yeah, like my first like class once I rebranded really, like not the old school classes, but my first newer class mm-hmm. was painting galaxies. And the reason for that was because I love painting galaxies and everyone is always like, you paint the most beautiful galaxies. How do you do it? I want process videos. I want tutorials. Like people were asking me for them. So I worked with Get Messy Art Journal to produce a painting galaxies class. That you get paid for. Yeah. As (laughs) opposed to just putting that content on YouTube for free. Yeah, exactly. Yes. (laughs) Just making that point. (laughs) The thing I love most about them is they're both super dark and then super colorful and then like glitzy. (laughs) There's so few things that are like the perfect amount of like glitter. (laughs) And it's just, I don't know, it just makes me so like, it just makes me so happy in that way of like, this is the perfect amount of like (laughs) shine. And you're seeing it on the screen. Can you imagine what it looks like in real life? I know. Yeah. Well, Katie has sent me some of her old paper. Oh, wow. And like the, 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 the rich pinks and blues and blacks, they go in my scrapbook so well. Like, <laughs> I can't even tell you how much, how amazed I am at Katie's like scrap, like old throwout paper that she sent me <laughs> in I'm like, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, oh my God, it's the best thing for a collage. Oh my, it's just, we'll take pictures of that and I'll put that <laughs> in the show notes. You know, so go and take Katie's uh, Galaxies class. Uh, what else do you, what else are you teaching that we can tell everyone to go take? Yeah, so after the Galaxies class, I was approached by big picture classes about doing possible online classes for them. So I became a teacher for them and I now have, I think it's three or four online classes for them with a new one coming out at the end of the month here. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So they're mainly art journaling classes because I'm a bit of an art journal nerd and I love doing those. So the first one was sketching in your art journal and it's just, it has some different tutorials for sketching different things in your art journal. And then there was watercoloring in your art journal as sort of a follow-up. So it's got just fun, really fun watercolor techniques to use in it. And then after that, I worked with Get Messy Art Journal again for a second online class, which is sketching faces. Because the other thing I get asked about all the time besides my galaxies are the girls I sketch mostly in my art journal, but also Mm -hmm. in my paintings. Mm -hmm. So that both classes for Get Messy Art Journal have been extremely popular. It's, you know, it's one thing that we've been talking about a lot lately, I think. Well, no, I know. Oh, my God. That's another thing that women have to stop doing. Is we as women have talents that we've honed and worked our asses off. And, you know, this thing that you just touched on, in order to get better, you need to practice every single day. Mm -hmm. And things like drawing faces is hard but you know there is a right way to do it and a way that you can make it easier to learn how to do it and then you can practice correctly 
Mm-hmm. And it's really great that women can come together and make it so that amazing artists like you can get paid for your talents mm-hmm. and exposed to communities of women that want your talents and have the ability to pay you to teach them how to sketch faces and mm-hmm. paint galaxies so that they can learn exactly what they want to learn and then practice and get better. Yeah. yeah, I love that the internet allows me to teach because I would not teach in person. Like that's not my personality. I cannot teach in person, but I also love showing people how to do things. So these online classes are great. I love, I was going to ask you before when we talked about your girls too, like they all kind of look up. A lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them do. Is that like, what does that mean? I just wanted to hear like, like, is there a reason or is that just how you draw them or yeah? Um, well, I'm a bit of a stargazer. Like I love mm-hmm. going out at night and looking at the stars. So that's sort of why I draw girls looking up is like either they're like looking up at the stars or they're just dreaming, like hoping. But on the other hand, I also have a lot of girls who look sad. And that happens more when like, I've had a lot more anxiety or that starts showing through in my art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so, really awesome. Yeah, it's so powerful. Either way, I think it like both are like a powerful statement. I think the looking up is a very power stance, right? Yeah. But it's also reflective, which is quiet and reserved. And it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And you pair them a lot with animals. Sorry. I just am reflecting on everything that I love about your stuff. You (laughs) pair them a lot with animals. I do. Because they're like, you're an animal lover. I am. I love animals too. Like, especially like the more wild animals, like bears and wolves and stuff. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, I was thinking I was thinking about how to ask you to define your style and I I don't like you know what it's such a it's such a hard question to do it's a hard question to answer yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's but it's just you and it's just who you are as a person and it's just Mm -hmm. the things that are coming out of you as they're happening. Yeah. And whether it's nature or galaxies, they're just very your your art just seems organic. Yeah. And and that's it has a very Pacific Northwest feel. And I just was so surprised to hear that most of your life you lived in Texas. Like Yeah, I, I really did. And I mean I drew like I was inspired by nature back then too. But I would say definitely the past few years that I've lived here, my art has, it's evolved and changed and leveled up a little bit mm-hmm. just because of where I live now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming through. So where do you see yourself? How do you see yourself evolving? I mean, that's a weird question too, because you usually never do. But like just more of the same stuff, more classes, more like, Yeah. I want to sell, like, I do sell original art and prints now, but I want to do, like, even more. I want to sell more original paintings and, like, turn my artwork into, I don't know, more prints or stickers or, like, more product-based a little bit. Mm. That would be awesome. That's a great goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tangible things are awesome. Just holding... Also a little bit scary because I don't really know how. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but I'm figuring out as I go along. Yeah, I want stickers with your stuff on them. <laughs> I know. I think stickers would be awesome. Well, good luck. And we're going to have to have you back on the show to update Thank us you. on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about a little while, but we'll see. Talk about figuring that stuff out. That would be fun. Yeah, totally. Um, what do you think, Kristen? Are we ready for lightning round? We'll I'm ready. I'm ready for lightning to... round, and then I want to yeah. talk more about uh, making making money in after chatter and what what that's like, and and having to ask for that. I know we talked about a bit more about it in the episode, but like. I think we can get into like some some of the, some of the feelings about that in after chatter because it's hard and it's raw and it's it's I want to say the word annoying but you feel annoying. Yes. And I just want to like mm. tackle it. Yeah, I want to just like <laughs> throw things sometimes about it. We'll do it in after chatter. Okay, I'll try not okay. to throw things. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to start our lightning round to conclude this episode. Um, just don't worry because sometimes our lightning rounds aren't that lightning. They're, you can expand as much as you want. In They're any of your really long lightning yeah. storms that happen. <laughs> I guess it's lightning because we don't talk as much. I feel like when we can just say something quickly, that's lightning enough because we're long-winded. But anyway, so I'm going to read you a list of things you're currently doing based off Kristen's Currently card, and we'll answer them verbally on this show you ready okay let's do okay. it <laughs> katie what are you currently watching um i've been watching the tv show salvation i don't know if you've mm-hmm. watched it not yet it's about an asteroid headed towards earth so Ooh. i like sci-fi yeah <laughs> that sounds inspires your galaxy drawings yeah is it on its first season I know they just started season two. So season one was really good. I'm not sure about season two yet, but it's only been a couple of episodes. Which channel? I don't know. I just recorded. (laughs) I'll find it. Cool. Okay. What are you currently reading? Um, So I've been reading the third book in the Darkest Mind series. Mm. It's a young adult sci-fi fiction book. There's actually a movie coming out this summer called The Darkest Minds, but book three is In the Afterlight, so as I said, sci-fi nerd is a young adult sci-fi. I'll have to check that out. And if you're on book three, then book one and two must have been great. I love love young adult sci-fi series. Yeah, you should check it out. I really will. It's about teenagers with mutant abilities. Ooh, really? Um, Yeah. That sounds great. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get that at the library. Yeah, definitely. There's at least three books, so. Okay. I love that. I was a big X-Men fan. I'm a huge okay. X-Men fan. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, I had, like, all the cards. The holograms. Yeah. Oh, good times. Okay. What are you currently listening to? Uh, well, I just put it on Pandora, so I have a few different stations I listen to. Um, my top three would be the Film Score Station, Nerd. Um. Like it's, and then my second station is like a mix of two cellos and Lindsey Sterling, just instrumental, really. And then my third station would be the pentatonic station. Love them. It's acapella. It's like all pentatonics or string nice. chaser or just pitch perfect soundtracks. I mean, that's all it is <laughs> on that station. Very good. I love that. Very good. Do you good. listen while you paint? Yeah. Very good. 
huge fan. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. When you think of your style, I love it. Okay, what are you currently making? Um, I've just been, I mean, I have a, so many projects I am making, so it's hard to say. Um, I've been working on a big oil painting and working on my 100-day project. So I still have about 25 days left to do because I fell behind while I was traveling, but I'm catching up on that. I love that you didn't put pressure to make it the hundred days in a row. It's just basically I just days. I couldn't yeah. because I was traveling yeah. way too much early in the summer. I was like, if I try and do this while I'm traveling, it's just going to yeah. be too much stress on me. So that's such it's a good strategy. A <laughs> hundred pieces, not necessarily a hundred yes. days in a row. I love, I love that. it. I yeah. love it. Um, what are you currently feeling? Sort of content, like. I'm content with where I'm at right now. And summers are a bit more relaxed for me. Like mm. the days are so long here in the summer. Like we have 15 hours of daylight right now. And it's nice out like Seattle summers are so beautiful. So I try and spend less time working and more time enjoying summer. What are you currently planning? Um, I have a trip back to Texas in August that I'm sort of planning. That's fun. Like it's going to be warm. It's going to be hot and sweaty. And my friend is getting married <laughs> at like five o'clock in the afternoon in Texas. <laughs> I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> Hair up, nice breezy dress. <laughs> Everyone's going to be hot and sweaty. Yeah. But I'm still excited to go back and see a few people. Yeah. That fun. Sounds like it's going to be really fun. And hot. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> Aside from totally hot, that will be hilarious and wonderful <laughs> yeah nice little vacay love it what are you currently loving lastly i'm kind of obsessed with pineapple juice right now nice mm. kind of random but i'm like i love pineapples that's awesome yum it's like the perfect summer drink yeah i've discovered you can buy like a whole jug of just pure pineapple juice at the store so without sugar and without yeah, just straight stuff. up juice is nice. there a specific brand I think it's like the Kroger brand. Oh, okay. yeah. the Kroger, Some of the Kroger brand stuff is like amazing. Yeah. It's just straight up pineapple juice in this big like gallon jug or something. <laughs> Yum. Like, I'm just, just like, pouring pour cup after cup yeah. of it. <laughs> pour okay. it right into an ice pitcher and put that in the fridge and you're good to go. Yeah, no, that's me. One of the things that I've been doing since I've been trying to not have any soda with my headaches, but like sometimes I really, really, really crave soda is getting sparkling water and juice mm -hmm. and that will fix my soda craving so yeah. now i'm gonna go get this big jug of kroger pineapple yeah. juice and get the pineapple juice yeah no this is gonna happen <laughs> i love that we ended your episode with pineapple juice had bob ross smack in the middle like yes. this is a great episode <laughs> it's so random <laughs> i love it i love it this is perfect this um is awesome. everyone go and take all of katie's classes and go to studiokatie.com and follow her on Instagram at studio.katie. And also come over to After Chatter. And we're going to talk about why women need to get paid, why women artists need to get paid, why artists need to get paid, and why it's annoying when people try to not pay artists under the guise of, oh my God, just like you name it at this point, right? And I suspect we might bring up social media, uh, <laughs> as we always do. Well, how can you not? <laughs> um, 
Katie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me as a guest. Absolutely. It has been our pleasure. Um, Yeah. And if you guys want to head over to After Chatter, it's at patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. And we'll be over there. And we will be back next week with another amazing guest. We love you very much. And we hope that you have an awesome week. And we'll catch you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.